0: Hello, Team Ajilam Karibuni Sana, yet again to another edition of the new series that we have just started on The Kingdom. This is episode two, and I'm super excited about this series. Yes! Let's get into it. The Kingdom. I feel like for, for today we should do like a previously on The Kingdom. So last week, (laughs) We started a series on the kingdom with the goal of being able to demystify and understand the thing that Jesus talked about more than anything else, which is the kingdom of God. This was the thing that he talked about more than anything else at any time. During his ministry and even after he resurrected, and I put to you that even today, that God is wanting to revive the message of his kingdom and to have people and his people be able to operate with a kingdom mindset. And so this is what we're going to be looking at for the next couple of weeks, is the message of the kingdom, right? Which is really, in my opinion, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now what we learned last week is that the kingdom, that God's kingdom is wherever God is in action and where God's will is done. So where God's presence and will is, is where his kingdom is present, right? We looked at the definitions around that. Go back to the last episode to be able to just go and uh, read and understand this. And one of the things that we learned is that Jesus Christ is inviting us to participate and become citizens of this glorious kingdom. And how we do that is by abandoning our own kingdoms and instead submitting ourselves to the lordship of Christ Jesus. By submitting ourselves to the lordship of Christ who is the door into this kingdom. He is the way that we are able to enter into this kingdom. He is the way in which we are able to experience God's will and presence in our lives, right? He has done this and he is the one who has made it possible for us to be able to experience the benefits of the kingdom. But here's the thing, is that what we learned is that the resultant promise of the kingdom, once ukingye yeah? kwa mlango, he who believes in the son, as soon as you enter the door, has eternal life. You are entering into a kingdom where in this kingdom, that is within you. That the kingdom, the result and the, 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 the benefit of this kingdom, the benefit of God's will and presence in your life, the resultant benefit is eternal life, eternal Zohar, right? Eternal life, which is about vitality, it's about purpose, it's about meaning. And so your life will forever and always have meaning and purpose as long as we are connected to the vine, as long as we have entered through the door of Christ Jesus, we are promised vitality. We are promised zeal. We are promised fruitfulness. We are promised abundant life. Amen? And so that's what we learned last uh, Thursday. And the thing is that throughout this series, um, I want us to dig deeper into the good news of the, of the kingdom. Now, how, what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks is that what we're going to do is that we're going to look at uh, the parables. The parables where Jesus taught about the kingdom, where he taught about the kingdom. We're going to look at these parables. And these parables, like I mentioned to you in the, the, last, the last time, is that we're going to look a lot at Matthew. But specifically, we're going to look at Matthew 13, where there's at least seven. Uh, different parables that Jesus teaches on in regards to the kingdom. And we're going to look at these parables and uh, more closely uh, into each and every single one of these parables. And today I want us to look at the first parable, which is going to... um, We're probably going to do this in two or three parts. We shall see. But in Matthew 13 from verse 3 to 9, allow me to read this, okay? It says... And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on the rocky places where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. Others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on the good soil and yielded a crop some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. All right? Now, as mentioned in the last uh, episode, is that the audience that's listening to Jesus are anxiously actually awaiting for the physical manifestation of the kingdom of the Messiah. Right? They're waiting for this manifestation of the kingdom of heaven. Right? So when Jesus comes and he is seen as the messiah then they're like ah this is dope the kingdom is we're about this life this physical manifestation of this kingdom we're ready for it bro what's up when are we getting, when is this thing happening right and the expectation was this is that this that this kingdom of the messiah would come and literally overthrow the roman empire which was the empire at the time and restore the earthly kingdom to israel okay so the earthly kingdom of israel would be restored this is what they were all eagerly waiting for, eagerly waiting for, right? And so what happens is this, is that when Jesus begins to talk about these parables, right, and he's talking in relation to the kingdom, without a doubt, this thing must have been flying over their heads because for them, remember what we read in Luke uh, last time, where it says, where Jesus is telling the Pharisees and the Sadducees that the kingdom of God is not something that you'll see and point to and say that's where it is. He's saying that the kingdom of God is within you and that the reality was that what God's intention was was to overthrow the kingdom, Of our hearts, right? And that he wanted to establish his kingdom in the hearts of men. Why? Because he has given dominion and authority to man within the earthly realm, right? And because he has given dominion and authority to man, that his purpose and plan was to operate through man, through mankind. That his intention was to do that which he said originally, which was to be able to implement, to be able to have dominion and rule through mankind, okay? I hope we're together, right? And so what he wants is, is to establish his kingdom in the hearts of men. By men, I mean men and women, okay? <laughs> the, gen, in, the, in general, I mean humanity. Yeah? <laughs> uh, him, her, okay? Him, her, men, mankind, right? And so that's the thing, that this is what God's intention is, is to be able to establish his kingdom in the hearts of men. And through these through, through mankind, be able then to extend his kingdom all across. And he says, be fruitful and multiply, that the whole purpose is for us to be able through then to multiply the influence of God's kingdom, because the kingdom is operating in the hearts of men and women. All right? And so these parables that Jesus is giving in relation to the kingdom, without a doubt, were flying over the heads of these guys, because then they were expecting a kingdom that would come and overthrow the Roman Empire right but this is not what Jesus was talking to them about okay so these guys completely misunderstood him right it's like Jesus is in terms of uh, so th- there's two things that that <laughs> that are so interesting here is because one so first they, they they don't fully understand what Jesus is talking about when he talks about the kingdom right that's number 1 but number 2 is also the fact that he's speaking to them in parables okay In Matthew 13 and verse 10, right? The disciples come and ask Jesus, right, in this uh, same chapter. Why do you speak to the people in parables? Like, why, why don't you just speak to them plainly? And Jesus says to them, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. Why I think this is so important is because even as we begin this series, I think it's incredibly important for us to be able to to really realize that the kingdom is revealed right that there's no amount of words or, th- or things that I could say here that would help you fully and completely understand the message of the kingdom that this message is one that is truly revealed right that you know if, if it's not revealed, then it just seems like uh, you're just talking, uh, it's a really cool story, <laughs> right? Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah. We're talking about unique kingdoms, right? You're talking about all these different kingdoms, right? But I feel like the thing that is so important for us to be able to, to, to really, um, and, and this is my prayer for all of us, especially during this period, is that I pray that God would, um, that God over the next couple of weeks that the message of the kingdom would revealed to us deeply. Right? And I pray that the Holy Spirit, who is the one who comes and brings understanding, would help us to understand what God is saying to us about his kingdom so that we can bear much fruit. And we're going to look at this a bit more deeply um, over the next couple of weeks because the thing that you realize is that there were so many people that were listening to Jesus Christ talk about the kingdom and they didn't understand the message. There were the Pharisees, the Sadducees, there were all these people who are following him. There were all the religious people of the time who were listening to Jesus Christ speak about this kingdom time and time again. And Jesus says that it was not given to them to understand it. But I, my prayer is that we would all understand what God is trying to teach us through this, through this and to also understand that This revelation comes from his Holy Spirit. And so I pray in Jesus' holy name for every single person that is listening right now. I pray in Jesus' holy name, oh Father, that you would reveal the message of the kingdom in their hearts. That your Holy Spirit would awaken this message of the kingdom in their hearts. That revelation would arise and that each and every single one would fully understand and begin to internalize this kingdom that you have given them access into in Jesus' holy name. Now, one of the things that, uh, there's, there's three things that are going on in this parable, right? There's three things that I want to highlight from this parable, and we're, we're not probably not going to cover all three today. Uh, not probably, we're not going to cover all three today, but there's three things that I want us to cover from this parable about the kingdom. The first is that there's the seed, second is the soil, third is the sower. And what we're going to do is that we're going to look at these things um, over the next few weeks, but one of the things that Jesus does is that as soon as he teaches on this parable, is that he goes and he sidebars his disciples. And this is what we are hoping that Jesus will do for us throughout this series, is that he'll sidebar us and help us understand this message of the kingdom. And he explains to them what he meant. And allow me to read this. Um, he says, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one on whom seed was sown beside the road. The one on whom seed was sown on rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. And when affliction or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he falls away. And the one on whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And the one on whom seed was sown on the good soil, this is the man who hears the word and understands it, and who indeed bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. And so really the first thing that we, that, that, that jumps out at me is something that God has been speaking to me and speaking to us as well in this ministry about for quite some, for the last couple of months, which is something that I really wanted to, to spend some time dwelling on. And that's why I, I, I wanted to separate uh, the, the seed, the soil, and the sower. And one of the things that you realize is that Jesus many times equates the kingdom of God and reveals the kingdom of God to be like a seed. To me, this is deeply profound, um, and has continued to be deeply profound. I, I, I'm sure you guys remember the prayer series where I talked about my, my plants, right, and um, and 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 how watching them grow and everything happening around them has really opened up my mind to a lot. And the thing is, is that what you realize is that oftentimes when you look at a seed, it looks like nothing. It really does. Um, but when the seed is planted it then begins the journey of becoming something spectacular. You know, a few months ago, you know, God, God revealed to me that, that, that he has hidden the mysteries of life in the seed. And that's part of the reason why I titled this message, The Mystery of the Seed. That when we look at the seed, we're able to understand so much about life. So much about life that to the extent that Jesus Christ himself, comes and brings a comparison of the kingdom to the seed. And so you begin to realize that in the way that he fashioned the seed, the creator himself, is that he put so much truth and mystery in this seed that allows us to understand so much around us and so much that about our lives and about him as well that it opens up so much knowledge around what it is that we, how we ought to be able to understand our God and his kingdom and also to be able to understand ourselves. Right? Now, one of the things that, of course, uh, a seed needs is, is soil to grow into a tree, which we're going to look at more closely uh, next week in regards to the soil, right? But the thing is that I want us to look at is that is the seed itself. And the, reali- the, re- the reality is this, is that unless the seed is planted, it cannot bear fruit. A seed is just a seed that within itself, it has within itself the ability to give life right? That within the seed itself carries within itself life. But until it's planted, it's meaningless. So meaning that you cannot expect a harvest if you have not planted, right? <laughs> that there's no, unless the seed has been planted, it, can, it cannot grow, right? And it's interesting because if you guys remember, that's, that's how we, 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 we finished our, our, our conversation uh, last, last week. We're beginning to understand that The message of the gospel seems and sounds very simplistic, right? It's like, ah, what do you mean just to believe in Jesus and then what? (laughs) Yeah, just to, this, this message, right? Because like the scripture says that the message of the cross is foolishness to them that are perishing. But to us, it is literally the power of God. And so this little thing that seems so insignificant, faith, belief, is the thing that sets in motion the actions and the change that we see of God in our lives. That through faith in Christ, this sets in motion the unfolding of so many different things in our own lives, right? That that message is like a seed. The kingdom of God here is defined and is not just defined, but is equated to or made reference to in regards to a seed sour. But the thing that's so true is that this is true for his kingdom and it's true for so many things. God seems to indicate to us that by equating his kingdom to a seed, that starting small is always the way to reaping a great harvest. We see this in everything that God speaks about that through this seed, this message, that it sets in motion that believing and planting, like how it talks about it, and we'll look at this more closely. That it talks about this, the sower who sows this seed, that when it enters into the soil, it does certain things and it begins to now sprout out life, right? And now we'll look at that later and see the different versions of it. But the thing that's so interesting is that this seed itself, within itself, carries within itself life. But until it's planted, it's meaningless, it's just a seed. <laughs> until you accept the gospel it's just the gospel that the life is in the gospel but until you accept it there's no effect that can happen and there's nothing that there's no fruitfulness that can be achieved on account of the gospel until it's accepted who come on but the thing that's so true that's so interesting is this is that why i think this is so profound is because i really want us to talk about the seed i want us to talk about the seed that teaches us that starting small is the way that we're able to reap a great harvest. That this is the mystery of the kingdom. This is the way in which God has designed things. Right? That when Jesus walked on this earth, one of the things that you realize, even for himself, in terms of how he himself chose to be able to extend this message of his gospel, it says here in, in the same uh, Matthew 13, from verse, in verse 1, that he attracted very large crowds. In the chapter, in fact, it starts by saying, that day Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea, and large crowds gathered to him. So he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. So then you'd think that this guy who attracts so much, such big crowds, right, that he would entrust the message of the good news to this entire crowd. But instead we see, That this movement, that we now know, the movement and the extension of his gospel, was literally entrusted to 11 guys, because remember there's one guy who fell away, right? And we know what the result of that was. That Jesus was not interested in illuminating the crowds. He was interested in illuminating 11 individuals who then would be the ones who would then go forth to being able to establish his church And being able to then extend the message of his kingdom. The purpose of the church was to extend the message of Christ's kingdom. And he did this with 11 guys. (laughs) Hey! And so the thing that for me is so deeply profound, that when we think about the mystery of the seed, is that it ought to inspire us. And not only inspire us, but it ought to enlighten us in understanding how God works. That starting small has always been the way God does things. When God wanted to start a nation, he spoke to Abraham. When God wanted to free the people of Israel, he spoke to Moses. God has always been the God of the seed. We see this in the creation story as well, which is interesting, is that you realize that it speaks of all the things that God created. But if you go into the second chapter, it says that nothing had sprouted, that God created the trees, that when God looks at the seed, he doesn't just see a seed, he sees a tree. And so in the creation story, we're told that he created the trees, the birds, and all these things, and all this. But then we see in chapter 2, where it says that nothing had sprouted yet, which means that what God was talking about was seeds that he had implanted into the ground, right? When he plants a garden in the east, he says that there was no man to till the ground, and nothing had sprouted up because God was literally, when he was talking about trees and he was talking about plants and he was talking about all these great things, he was talking about them in the life of a seed. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, if you have faith, the size of a mustard seed, ha, ah, come on. And so the seed, when you look at it and uh, Brings us so much insight and revelation because the thing for most of us is that most of us oftentimes are waiting for a big break, we are looking for a garden when we're going for a fully grown garden when you don't understand that God is the God of seeds. Hey, come on, hey, hey, <laughs> well, hey, you know, in Luke 16 and verse 10, Jesus teaches us. That he who is faithful in a very little thing, hey, (laughs) is faithful also in much. And who is unrighteous in a very little thing is unrighteous also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the use of unrighteous wealth, who will entrust true riches to you? And you have not been faithful in the use of that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? Let me tell you, I hear this all the time, right? Man, you know me, if I just had a million shillings, man, I would do, if I just had 10 million nini, but yet you show no faithfulness with a thousand shillings. If you cannot be generous with little, how do you expect to be generous with much? Right? And it's so interesting because... The way that God operates is that he always starts small. It's so interesting how, I always remember, where it says here, remember what it says here, if you have not been faithful in the use of that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? And so meaning, I remember doing a series on work, where I was basically telling the, the, the audience that if you, have not, if you are not able to be faithful in the place of employment, how is it that you expect to have your own? If you have not been faithful with that which belongs to another, who will give you that which is your own? And so we're always dreaming of the big things, not realizing that big things always start small. Right? This is the message, the mystery of the seed. Right? And God has literally put the mystery of the seed in every aspect of our lives. Every aspect. That to bring forth life, a seed, the sperm, must be fertilized. In the eggs, in the womb of a woman. Therefore, they're starting the process of growth. And a child is born. And then after the child is born, then they grow. They become adults. Then they become (laughs) shoshos and wukas. And they die. And all this starts with the seed. When you look at Biashara itself, any great business that you know of, that you admire, started small. You know, I often think about, and this was actually interesting, the other day I was thinking about this, I was, I was at a a pitch. I was at a pitch, uh, and, and I'm here pitching so that I can be able to, you know, get some millions of dollars for my business. And I remember just thinking how, here I am pitching this. Oh, yeah, I'm here <laughs> Yes, this is... Uh, Anyway, whatever. So I'm here doing this pitch, and as I'm doing this pitch, I'm like, this is amazing. The fact that this idea was birthed from this business, small business that I started uh, called the Heat Patch. I had this business called the Nessa Heat Patch, and I remember when I was starting the Nessa Heat Patch, it was such a, 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 a simple idea. It was these things that I was shipping in from China. And for me, the thing that is so fascinating is this, is the fact that if I had never started that business, I would never have had the idea for MOOC. Meaning, that business never worked. (laughs) In fact, like the seed, how when it's planted into the ground, it dies so that it can bring bring forth life, right? That business died, but it was through that business, that small biashara, that I was able to find the insight to do MOOC. And so when you think about it, I remember at the time people telling me not to do that thing. You know, because it's just like, well, you don't do this thing, there's no, there's no real biashara here. But I did it anyway. But the point is this, is to me it's just mind-blowing that this, this, this other thing, that is this big thing, came from that small thing, right? This is the mystery of the seed, and it exists in everything. Right, and so if you're looking to start something and you're waiting for perfect conditions, or you have not fully, you know, comprehended, you're you're just there, you know, you wanna be able to have all these conditions, all these things that are working together, whatever, all these things that are happening should be working in your favor so that you can start. Then you've forgotten and you've completely misunderstood the mystery of the seed. And I really pray, you know. I think the reason why this had to be is because when Jesus is here talking about the seed, the kingdom of God being like a seed, and we don't understand that the mystery of the seed extends to so much. It extends to us being able to understand the way God thinks and the way he operates and how he works. That everything that is great starts small. The message of the gospel began in a little town (laughs) in a little town, Jesus coming and proclaiming the message of the good news of the gospel. And that through his death, so many have come to the knowledge of his saving grace. That Jesus Christ was like that seed that was implanted so that so many would be able to find the path to life. And so, here's the thing. When you look at the seed, One of the first things that you realize, and why this is literally one of the fruits of the Spirit, is that if you look at the mystery of the seed, and you begin to spend time marinating on that, and understanding what that is all about, is that what it speaks to, and what it requires, is patience. What the seed points us to is patience, and what the seed points us to is process. Process and patience are the two things that the seed points us to. And the kingdom of heaven, it says, is like a seed. In fact, he goes on to say, right, that in this same whatever, he goes on to say that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed in, in, in Matthew 13. It's like a mustard seed, the most smallest of seeds that ends up becoming a huge, huge tree. And the kingdom of heaven is exactly like that. It is God's will to do things this way. This is why even when it comes to the Christian story, you know how they talk about even like, uh, when they talk about like, you know, that the earth took billions and billions of years for it to form and come. It's just like, that's fine. That's also okay. Like if, if it didn't happen in, a seven day, literally in seven days, or it happened in seven billion years. It makes no difference, because the thing is this, is that the maker of the seed is also the creator of the tree, right? And so if it means that it took a process for all this to happen, or it took, it was instant, it makes no difference, because the mystery is in the seed, and the seed speaks to process, the, speak, the seed speaks to patience. And so the thing is that's so interesting is that, you know, last time when we spoke, we spoke about that the door through which we're able to enter into the will and presence of God, the door through which we're able to enter into the kingdom is through Jesus Christ. Now here's the thing, is that what we find a lot is that we don't fully understand the mystery of the seed when it comes to also our understanding of faith in Christ and the kingdom that has come into a man's life or to a woman's life. Usually what happens is this, is that when someone comes into faith in Christ, that we immediately begin to place very high standards on them to be able to fully demonstrate to us a transformed life. But oftentimes what we fail to realize is that the kingdom of heaven is like a seed. It means that we are both transformed and also on the path of transformation. What this means is that when the seed of the kingdom is implanted in us, that it takes time, patience, and process before we begin to see the fruit of that kingdom manifest in our lives. There are times where within our circles, right, that we do not accept a believer that has visible weaknesses in their lives. We tend not to have patience and allow God's kingdom to work in them. We are quick to dismiss and shun away people. Because we don't see, we're not seeing the results. But we don't even just do this in regards to just the kingdom. We do this in everything. Right? Even just give the examples that I gave previously in terms of thinking of Biashara. Uh, right? Everyone wants, we want quick results, we want quick results in everything. We want quick, 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 that's, that's how we operate. right? Can you imagine who bado or bado This guy he has I remember one time when after Kanye West declared that he had become a believer, where guys are like, and he still does. Because they have not understood the mystery of the seed. That the kingdom of God is like a seed, not realizing that God is at work in this individual, that God has begun the work of transformation in this person's life. That we, once we claim faith in Christ Jesus, that the expectation is like, ah, so now you have, now you. But we don't realize that God, that his kingdom is like a seed. That he begins the process of transformation in your life. That for some people, that it takes time before the fruit of the kingdom becomes visible. Just like the seed, where there are times where the thing is underground for so long that you don't see the effect of it until later then you're like, oh, <laughs> and then not only that, you don't see the real effects of the fruitfulness until much, much later. You know, one of the things like I know for myself, like I have known for many years, I've struggled with patience, you know, uh, never seen myself as being a very patient individual, but, you know, for a long time, I've struggled with patience and uh, it's something that I prayed about a lot. And uh, m- mostly because I realized that uh, patience is the fruit of the Spirit. And the Spirit is a gift from Christ Jesus, that he says that when you believe in me, I'll give you my Holy Spirit who will help you. He'll come and help you. And so I'm like, if the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, that when I find a deficiency in love, I seek the Holy Spirit. When I find a deficiency in joy, peace, patience, kindness, in any of these things, I go and I seek the Holy Spirit. And so I prayed about this and every day, you know, I'd ask the Lord to fill me with his spirit so that I could begin to manifest this fruit. And it was so amazing to me how just the other day, there's someone who's close to me who came and was just like, you know, you are a really patient guy, eh? And I remember thinking to myself like, my goodness, like, <laughs> the amount of work <laughs> that has had to be done in me by the kingdom in order to be able to manifest patience really took a while, but it's beginning to, sh- to, to show fruit that another person is able to look at me and see patience in my life. I saw a deficiency of love as well, and I began to pray about this. And the thing that is so interesting is that, um, um, you know, God is teaching me. He's teaching me. He's taking me through a process where he's teaching me how to love. And it's interesting because I feel like i um, definitely not perfect, but I'm definitely getting better. The kingdom is at work, you know, and uh, there are certain things that I wasn't able to do before, <laughs> loving gestures that I was not able to do before, uh, that I'm able to do now. And God is continually teaching me about love, you know, um, and different things. Another one that I pray for is is the one that I feel like is the most elusive, self-control, right, in terms of self-discipline. And I continue to pray and 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 seek God that His kingdom would begin to manifest itself through the power of his Holy Spirit, that that fruit would begin to manifest itself in my life, that it would begin to demonstrate and show forth much fruit fruit around that area in my life. But this is the reality of the kingdom, that the kingdom of God is like a seed. And so the thing is, is that for us and for many of us, is that we need to learn how to be patient And we need to submit ourselves to the process of transformation in Christ Jesus. The kingdom of God is like a seed. And so the thing is that I think for us is that it's so important for us to be able to have this insight because it's also the same thing. I want to give another example, which I, I don't know why this has come to my mind, but it's the same thing even in relationships, right? That oftentimes... Even in relationships, we're always looking for a garden. (laughs) Great, beautiful garden here, right? But we very rarely have the patience or even submit ourselves to the process of being able to see transformation, even in the lives of those who are closest to us. Then I wonder how many seeds of prayer have you prayed for your partner? When you begin to see a deficiency in them, do you attack it or do you take it to the Lord in prayer? To be able to just begin the process of being able to see transformation in their lives and in your life as well. I don't know why I mentioned that, but it's just like I think that was that was for someone, eh? That was <laughs> that was probably for someone. But the point is this: that we need to realize that when we come to faith in Christ, God will journey us through a process. Sometimes this will require us to go through some difficult seasons in our lives, right? There will be some difficult seasons. Just the same way that when you plant a seed, it grows. There's usually like an awkward stage over there where it's just like, <laughs> it's very volatile, right? This happens and the mystery of the seed has been placed all around us. My point is this, do not be discouraged. This is the mysterious path of the seed. It is, you are on the journey to fruitfulness, right? The kingdom of God is like a seed. And this is why I say that oftentimes, and you'll hear this a lot in my messages, why I say that even as you embark on this journey of faith in Christ, that you need to understand and you need to be patient with others and especially with yourself. You need to submit yourself to the process, but you also need to be patient. Do not lose heart. Do not be discouraged. Do not stop praying. Do not give up. Do not give up on yourself. Do not give up on others. The kingdom of God is like a seed. Oftentimes, we are not able to see his kingdom at work, but it is at work. We talked about this before in the prayer series, and again, we're going to talk about it We are talking about it again today, that the kingdom of God is like a seed. And this should impact the way that you live your life. This should impact you in being able to submit yourself into the process and being patient and allowing God to be able to work in and through you and permeate this mystery of the seed, not just even in your faith, but in regards to every single aspect of your life whether it's in business whether it's in it's it's in it's in your vocation whether it's in being able to adopt a new talent or take on a new uh, a new skill that in every single thing that you do adopt the mindset of the seed the mystery of the seed is within your reach and is revealed to us by God himself and so the way that i see it is this if you feel that god is imploring you to be more generous then start by feeding your watchman. Start that. Start small. If you sense God imploring you to share your faith with others, start by mentoring a young girl or a young boy and share the message of the gospel with them. If you sense God imploring you to be more loving towards your partner, start by doing something small for them and do it consistently. Big things come from little things. This is how God has revealed it to be. If you want to experience closer intimacy with God, start by reading a verse a day. Start by engaging with his word. Forget about the, oh man, I feel like I'm not able to to read three chapters like so and so. No. Start small and allow the mystery of the seed to become the way in which you operate begin to sow and plant these small things and small seeds if you want to be able to experience god the faith of a mustard seed is all that is needed for you to move mountains the point is this small things become big things and begin to adopt this mindset in everything that you do because oftentimes you'll find that the blessing you are seeking is manifested in a small seed and so to understand this mystery of the seed will require, to be, will require you to be patient. To see the manifestation of God's will and presence in your life in certain areas may take some time. I mentioned how there some people who even talk about how there are periods of time, and even for myself, where God had me in a, a state of very low inertia. (laughs) Like there's nothing that was happening. Right? Where it's just like for three years, you're just like, man I just feel like nothing is going on, whatever. But during that time God is there engaging you, you're learning, you're growing, and you're experiencing different other things. And the point is this, is that sometimes waiting can be very frustrating. But remember, all great things start small, including the kingdom. And so do not despise the seed stage because it is the path to fruitfulness. In Matthew 13 and 31, Jesus teaches us that the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, and this is smaller than all other seeds, but when it is full grown, it is larger than the garden plants and becomes a tree. And so my friends, here's the thing. I know for some of you, I hear this. There's so someone who sent me an email who's talking about how You know, they were so frustrated that they had thought that they had overcome a certain weakness in their life and it began to creep up again. Right? And so they were there struggling. But the thing that was so interesting is that they, and and it's it's interesting to, to mention it in this format, that this struggle that they used to have, they used to do it daily. This used to be a daily thing. And now, when they were sending me the email, they were saying that it had been, I think, maybe three, four weeks, and they fell again. And they were so distraught because they were like, have I gone back? Have I gone back? But for me, I look at that, and and I began to tell them, I'm like, why is it that you don't see the progress? This thing that you used to do daily, right? In as much as, yes, you fell. It took four weeks. Glory be to his name. His kingdom is at work. His kingdom is at work in you. The journey of transformation has begun and we begin to see it and it's visible. Yes, you fell, but get up and keep going because God is at work. That thing you used to struggle with daily now has come after a month. Blessed be his name. The kingdom of God is like a seed and God has begun to work in your life. And so, do not be discouraged, but stay Committed to the process of transformation that God has begun in your life. Right? One of the things that happens with me oftentimes is that God will begin to work with me in regards to something like patience. Then, once he's done with that, then now we go into this whole thing to do with love, in terms of joy, in terms of kindness, in terms of gentleness, and all these different things that this is a process that God has come and has said that I have come and I have now, my kingdom is now present in your life and I have now become like this seed that the process of transformation has begun in your life and I am committed to ensuring that this seed that is implanted in you grows to become a mighty big tree in Jesus holy name. And so do not become impatient with others and do not become impatient with yourself. The kingdom of God is like a seed. Submit yourself to the mystery of the seed. Submit yourself to the kingdom. In Jesus' holy name. Amen? Amen! So my friends, please, stay connected to the vine. Stay connected to the vine. Do not be impatient. The journey of transformation has begun. And you'll begin to see the fruit of it in Jesus' name. God bless you guys. Catch you guys again next Thursday. Amen. Thank you so much for watching. If this message blessed you, be sure to share it with a friend. To financially support Adulam, uh, please click on the link below. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our videos. God bless.